0: Once I started writing down my actual wins, it turned out I had a lot more than I expected and it started to flow. So I don't remember where I got the idea, but I got the idea from someone to write down all my wins and all my accomplishments. And it turns out there were a lot more than I had thought. Or once I did some digging, it turned out to be a lot more. And so I've sort of taken that idea and expanded it and kept going with it. And especially as I try to create new things, I found that celebrating wins becomes an essential ingredient in creating something new. So I'm Chris Waldheims, and this is the Hyper Memoir Podcast. And today we're going to be talking about celebrating wins and what that looks like and why that's so important, because it's something that for myself, I hadn't done for a long time. I think there was a long period of my life where I didn't really acknowledge the wins. I knew that they were there, but I think it's a whole different thing to explicitly state them or write them down or think about them or acknowledge them. And that's what I had learned to do. So that's what I want to share with everybody today. I want to share with you a little bit about the ideas involved with sharing your wins and why that is so important when you're creating something or finding your creative voice or trying to do something new. Because anybody who has done any of those things knows that the path is long. And if you wait for some sort of external validation or sign of success or level that you've decided that you have to reach, it's going to be hard. The path is going to be difficult. It's going to be a drag. And you can actually give yourself some extra lift by taking a moment to celebrate your wins. Now, there are a lot of people who... I think, initially reject this idea of celebrating wins. I don't think they would necessarily say that out loud, and I don't think that that's something that they've consciously decided that they're against. But what I will say is that we have this sort of misguided idea of humility. You think about humility, and we often think about that as a virtue, but it's not really something that people consider or think too much about, or even think about how it's often possible to overdo it. And I've thought about humility a lot lately and in the context of creating new stuff and in the context of acknowledging the things that I do. And I find that without examination, the idea of humility can actually act as a drag because it means that we ignore the things that we've done right. And then ultimately focus on the things that we might not have done as well as we would have liked to. So I think Our internal critic needs a counterbalance, and that counterbalance comes from celebrating wins, and that counterbalance can only happen if we put humility in the appropriate context. So it's not about – I think humility, people will sort of see it as this way of hiding your accomplishments, or I don't want to brag too much, or I don't want to sort of get – a big ego or whatever it is, or however people frame it. The the fear is that if you celebrate your wins, other people are going to somehow see you as being a bragger or egotistical or something else. And yes, there might be people who think that, but I tend to discount that because I don't feel like that belief. And I don't feel like that reaction is something that's really a solid Um, philosophy or something that's been really thought through. I think it's just this sort of natural thing. And I don't really know what the root of that is in our culture or why people think that, but I do think it's a drag and it's important to celebrate victories. Like I said, if you're doing something difficult, there are, A lot of times when you're not going to see success right away, you're not going to see money, you're not going to see recognition, you're not going to see a good finished product. So sometimes it's just about celebrating the fact that you showed up today. So if you're a writer, and I know that when I was in the midst of writing my book, often my celebration would be that I spent 15 minutes writing. I've already talked with you here about how I spent a lot of times writing my book in 15 minute increments. And so for me, To actually show up to do that instead of doing something else or saying I didn't feel like it. That was a cause for a celebration. And I don't mean a big party. I don't necessarily even mean any kind of cheering or anything big, but just taking a moment being like, hell yeah, you did it. You showed up, you did a thing. And there's easy ways to do that. Like I'm not saying you have to, like I said, have this huge party every time you do something big, but I think taking a moment to acknowledge, even writing down, and I'll actually explain a couple ways of, of, celebrating that doesn't have to be a huge uh, you know huge thing right now with this podcast this is episode 7 that i'm recording and i'm recording it a few weeks before i'm releasing it so when i'm looking at the stats for the podcast um we have right now i think two average downloads per day which if you look at podcasts in general that's tiny that's minuscule but it's also two people who potentially are affected by what I'm talking about here or who potentially get some benefit from what this podcast is offering. And I'll also point out that two podcasts a day means about 60 per month. And this is actually double what I had last month, which was one podcast a day. So I think it would be easy for me to say, well, my podcast isn't going anywhere. And mind you, this is only seven episodes in. So why would it? It would take a while for it to get anywhere. So we're just starting. But to acknowledge that people are listening, not very many, but people are listening. And I think that's worth acknowledgement. Even starting a podcast, even if zero people listen, just the fact that you did it and put it out there is worth celebrating and acknowledging. At least it is to me. Maybe you see it differently, maybe you have some sort of definition of success. I'm not going to celebrate till I get to a hundred episodes or hundreds of downloads per day and if that's you, fine. I'm just saying you can actually celebrate and acknowledge yourself before that, and it's going to make the whole process easier. So I heard this the way of sort of putting this measuring small wins or acknowledging small wins as weighing ants. So there was someone named uh, Mirnaz Basiri, and I came across her video, I think it was a TED Talk a few weeks ago, and I'll probably put this in the newsletter. So if you're not on that, check it out. But I'll link to this video in the newsletter related to this episode. But she talks about weighing ants. And what she's saying is, it's about celebrating small victories. So it could be learning a few new words in a foreign language that you're learning, and acknowledging that you've made some progress because progress is going to be made of these small steps. So that kind of goes along with what I was saying. Even if you're not at that level of success that you're expecting or hoping for or driving towards, you've had some success. You've probably had some success today that's worth acknowledging. And for some people that's just getting out of bed. Yay. But um, I'm talking about a little more than that maybe, but who knows, You, you know, you can decide where the bar is. But I think that often we set the bar too high and then we become discouraged. We become down on ourselves and, and we don't recognize what we've done. And I, like I was saying at the very opening to this podcast, I forget what caused me to do it. I think I was listening to someone else's podcast or read a book or something. But I remember writing down in a notebook by hand all of the accomplishments that I've had in my life. And there's a lot of things that I had forgotten about, I think, It's really easy to forget about what we've done, everything from graduating college, graduating law school, to raising children, to being a good husband. I think those are things that i included in there. And because they've become such a part of my existence and life and so normal to me, it's easy to discount them. And I think it's easy for a lot of people to discount their wins. So we really want to do the opposite of discount, which I would say count count your wins. And I think that leads to feelings like gratitude and all that other stuff, which is really high vibe activity. So we really want to make sure that as uh, Ms. Basiri says, we're weighing the ends because it all adds up. All those steps do add up. And I kind of, it was funny. The other. Day before I even recorded this episode, I started thinking about, I don't know why it popped into my head, but the idea that you can't spell celebration without creation. And I kind of wish it had been the other way that you couldn't celebrate creation without celebration. But either way, I have made this sort of forced linkage just by, by the words, which even regardless of semantics or letters or linguistics, I do think they're related. I think that a big part of creation is honoring the fact that we are creative people and we are creating things. And I think that's going to create a opposite pull from the feeling of self-criticism, which a lot of us begin with. So it's really about pushing against that and taking the active stance against self-criticism and self-censorship and all the other things that might stop us from being as creative as we want to. So it really is about celebration. It is about Saying, hey, you've done a good job. Even if nobody else says that, you can do that for yourself. And the ways that you can kind of do this. So I've been talking sort of in vague terms about celebrating wins. And there's a lot of different ways you can do that. I think what I've found useful as sort of a daily practice, something that's easy to do, is you can do journaling. And this doesn't have to be a huge thing where you sit down for half an hour. I mean, literally you could make a bullet point list of the things you are happy about the day before or the day that you're in or that you're looking forward to or whatever. Say five nice things about yourself. It's really not that hard. But I think really taking that explicit time, taking that time out of your day to do that can be helpful. I know it's helped me. I don't do this every day, but I do try to do it. I think another place that this can happen is in meditation. So if you're a meditator like I am, then you can bring in ideas. And I will sometimes do this. I'll move away from the standard meditation practice of letting thoughts go. And I'll kind of create that empty space through meditation. And then in there, bring in the idea of uh, things that I want to, I guess, bring to the forefront of my mind. And so that might be something like celebrating wins. And so really kind of charging myself up by thinking about things that I've done well or that I'm happy about or that I'm proud of. And again, that leads to gratitude. And I think that gratitude, and I'll probably do another episode on this, but gratitude is going to be something that can really act as a driver to creativity. So maybe that's where the celebration leads, but I'm talking about the celebration itself. And like I was saying at the beginning, this isn't really about bragging. And I think I would differentiate bragging from this kind of celebration that I'm talking about. I differentiate bragging. Bragging is more when you're saying that you're better than someone. So if you're bragging, it's obviously about you, but then it's you in comparison to other people. And I always think that comparison can be a problem. And I'll, again, talk about that in a future episode. We'll talk about comparison and the sort of ideas behind that and why that can be such a pain. But bragging is really about comparison. It's not really about comparing yourself with the person that you were yesterday, which I think is the heart of healthy celebration and healthy acknowledgement is really about comparing yourself with who else you have been in the past, who you've been before now. And bragging is more about saying, I'm better than this person. And I'll also point out that when we're talking about celebrating our wins, there actually is a role for humility. Like I was saying, I think a lot of people have it kind of twisted when they think about humility. They think it's, you know, oh, I'm not going to, I'm humble. I'm not going to talk about my wins. I don't think that's the right way to look at things. But what I would sort of, the way I would sort of put humility is while celebrating your wins, also realizing that you have a lot to learn. So take this podcast, for instance. I can celebrate the fact that I'm getting two downloads per day, which, like I said, Small celebration, but it's there. It's more than zero. I actually did a thing, so I'm happy about that. It's not 200, it's not 2,000, not 200,000, but worth celebrating. Um, But what it also tells me, I think, where humility can play a helpful role is I have a lot to learn. Um, As I do more of these episodes, my flow is going to be better. My production is going to be better. The social media I produce, the writing I produce, the topics I choose, all of those things are going to get better. So I think. When you're celebrating your wins you also leave a space for and i can get better so we don't want to celebrate i mean i guess whatever we don't want to celebrate to the point that we feel like we've got it all figured out there's always room to learn no matter what level we're at there's always room to learn so we can have that humility and i think that's the proper function of humility is to be like okay i've done well i've done something well but what else can i learn i'm sure i'm sure that i haven't learned everything so that's The role of humility at least in my view curious to know what you think so if we were to sort of boil this down into action steps if you're listening to this podcast and you're like yeah that sounds great what do i do it's just going to be collected kind of in what i've been talking about but i'll kind of reiterate just to kind of bring it into an actionable set of steps that you can take so i think there's probably three steps. And I'll actually finish, hopefully I don't forget to say this, but with an app that I have found really helpful. And I'll talk about that maybe in the newsletter or on social media or whatever. So if you're not on there, go on there. It's pretty cool. Both of them are great. Anyway, three steps here, three things that I think you can do to get this into a daily practice or at least a regular practice. So number one is identify your win. So like I've said, sometimes this means explicitly saying, here's what I've done that can be writing it down, that can just be thinking about it, however you want to do it, I would say do it. Like really bring to mind, bring to the forefront of your mind the things that you're proud of. And it doesn't have to be huge. Sometimes these are going to be big things like graduating from college or whatever. Sometimes it's going to be small, like I did five minutes of writing or I they didn't go on social media first thing in the morning, whatever. Like these celebrations are going to really build on each other. So the more that you can kind of bring those to mind, the better. And maybe you do that in a one-shot situation where you spend five minutes doing it or a journal or whatever, kind of work it into your practice. Or maybe it's throughout the day, just kind of creating that vibe as you go through the day. And then number two is celebrate them. So it's really just once you've identified them, taking a moment to appreciate, taking a moment to even share them. I would say also, I think a lot of times people are scared to share them. Again, like we talked about, people are afraid of being called egotistical or bragging or anything like that. But I think that when you share wins, it helps other people know that maybe what they've done is good too. Because at first, if you're like, I'm going to share the win that I've got two podcast downloads, other people are going to look at their project and be like, well, maybe I'm doing better than I thought. You know, if they got two downloads that are looking at it negatively and are like, I want to quit then maybe you sharing that two podcast win spur somebody to action. I don't know. So I think celebrating, sharing it, writing it down kind of goes with the first one, but really identifying it and um, celebrating them, writing them down, taking time. And then also stay consistent. So make this a consistent habit. So for a lot of us, and I can tell you for myself, a lot of these things that I talk about, they end up becoming habits or I engineer them into habits because if we're not used to doing it, it's going to take a little bit of effort to get to a point where we feel like these things become normal, at least in our life. So it's really about staying consistent. And one tool that I really like, I use an app on iPhone, and I don't know if it's on Android, but maybe there's a similar thing. It's a habit tracker app. So that's the category of apps. But the one I like is called Streaks. I like the interface. I like the way it looks. I'll probably talk about this on social. So like, like I said, if you're not on there, I'll put it on there or in the newsletter because I think everybody who's interested in this kind of growth would probably benefit from using a habit tracker. And the reason why I do it is because I'll put the healthy things that I'm trying to do or the kind of things that I would find worth celebrating, I put them on there. So if I'm trying to build a consistent reading habit, maybe I put one of the habits that I'm tracking as read for 30 minutes. And then what it basically has is a circle that acts as a checkbox. So when you've done that, you check it off and it plays a little sound. And I know that sounds minor and like nothing, but what's kind of cool is there is some sort of feedback. And I'm sure this has something to do with dopamine and the way that humans respond to reward and all that, but it does give you a reward. And so I think that as you're building these habits, you reinforce them by just taking that one second to press that button that says, yes, I did 30 minutes of reading or 30 minutes of writing or whatever it is that you're trying to do. I think I always feel that kind of feedback. I feel good. And then and then what it will do is it'll also put, um, you can sort of see like, they call it streaks because you'll be like, how many days in a row did you do it? Or what percentage of the last 30 days or last week did you do it? And so what that kind of does is then it really makes what you've done explicit. So if you've been reading every day for a week, it's easy to forget that. And you know maybe you look back and be like, hey, I'm not making any progress or I should be doing more or whatever. But then you can actually look and be like, well, I've done pretty well you can kind of track those habits. So that's called the Streaks app. It's really cool. I'll put a link to it maybe in the show notes or somewhere else. Like I said, probably the newsletter. But anyway, so to kind of wrap it up, I mean, really what I'm talking about here is a way to create positive energy that we can use to create. So we're trying to create that mental environment that allows us to create better. And like I was saying this whole time, it's really about celebration and tying that to creation and doing the opposite of comparison. Because I think when you don't celebrate, you compare yourself and get down on yourself. And it's not about being the best. It's not about comparing yourself or beating anybody or flexing on anybody or anything like that. It's really about flexing on yourself, saying, hey, yesterday I wrote, today I wrote, that's awesome. I'm going to keep doing it, keep doing it. And then, you know, every time you raise the bar, you know, you can always raise the bar higher and it's building momentum, building momentum for creativity. So that's what I wanted to talk about today. Hopefully you got something out of that discussion. Hopefully this is something that you can put into practice. And if it is, I would ask that you leave a review for this podcast. I know that um, it seems like a pain in the ass to do because you've got to take time. And I do appreciate anybody who has done that. But yeah, even taking 30 seconds to share this podcast with somebody or leaving a review or just otherwise giving me some feedback, it helps it grow. And it helps me to do better, helps me to learn what works and what doesn't work. And it actually gets it out to more people who hopefully can benefit from this, just like you have, if you have. So I hope that this episode has been helpful. And you can always follow us um, on social media too. By the way, I do have an Instagram that I have been updating. And that's one of my habits that I'm trying to celebrate the fact that I'm just posting something. It's not even about Being the best stuff, although I'm doing the best I can, in learning, it's just about posting stuff. So that's hyper hyper memoir on Instagram. So that is where you can find more stuff, and then from there you can actually find the link to join the newsletter and the mailing list, which is I believe in the show notes. So I think I have it there. And the reason why I talk about the newsletter and mailing list is because. It goes along with this podcast episode. It'll tell you when new episodes are out, but then it also, I try to link to some additional resources or things that I think would help you and are related to this topic. So, once again, I'm Chris Valdheims and I really appreciate you listening. Hopefully, you check us out next week. And like I said, really appreciate the reviews, ratings, and all that that you've already given. Thanks so much for listening.